Tired of political correctness? Sick of cancel culture? Got something to say? Just say it. Just say it. A pro-America anti-censorship podcast hosted by Jesse Michael Elliott. Well, here we are. Happy Wednesday. Got it right because usually it's Monday through Thursday show, but this week it's Tuesday through Friday show because Labor Day. Here we are. How is everyone um, started the week going? I have a remember how I said yesterday that I had a good day on Sunday when it came to my work. What I decided to do, if you follow us on Instagram, you already know you got a little sneak preview, but I'm going to take about a thousand of the dollars that I made on Sunday and I'm going to use it. I already bought the equipment to increase the production of Just Say It. So a little gift to me, a little gift to you. So we're going to have better mixing quality, a brand new microphone. I'm going to sell this one, although this is pretty good, but I want to up it to broadcast level for me and you guys as well, your ears. And uh, we're going to have eventually, maybe sometime around episode 50, maybe we'll have call-ins. Maybe we'll have some interviews, so it's going to be super interesting, but it's going to increase the capacity of what we can actually do on the show. And around the time I do that, I'm actually going to tamper around with the thumbnails maybe a little bit, maybe the backdrop of the show. The podcast will stay the same, but for those of you who watch on YouTube, maybe I'll play with the thumbnail a little bit. And I might change the backdrop, uh, add a couple of better things in the backdrop, a couple more flags. So. Instead of that, let's get into episode 41. What's my gender again? What's my gender again? Now, I'm not going to say, I don't know how old our, uh, our typical demographic is, but if you know what that, what I'm playing off of there, what song that is, leave a comment on, uh, any one of our platforms, YouTube, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. If you know what this is a play on words of a what song from, I believe, the 90s, maybe late 90s or early 2000s, leave a comment below. All right, so let's get into episode 41. So here we go. We are leading with this story from The Federalist. And a lot of this, the reason I chose to lead with this story, because a lot of this ties into why we're seeing the breakdown of society. Because if you do this, then anything's up for grabs. So let's get into it. Article from The Federalist. Despite vocal minority pushing for gender reform, majority of California, Idaho voters disapprove of the legislation. So this is an article from September 8th. Despite pressure from a small group of Americans advocating for gender policy reform, there is a strong majority of California and Idaho voters who believe in the implementation of certain gender policies would be harmful. No kidding. No kidding. If, first off, this conversation's been had, and this was a huge issue a couple years ago, businesses not only don't have the room to have another bathroom on their premises, they don't have the money to do this. And you are blurring the lines in our society. You are taking things from things need to be black and white 
clear cut. There needs to be rules and laws. And this is fundamentally breaking down the rules and laws of our society. That way, oh, it's just my feelings. No, you can't operate on feelings because then you can never win an argument because you can make up whatever you want. This is extremely dangerous and it's deteriorating our society. This needs to be stopped. So a new poll released by Spry Strategies and the Women's Liberation Front surveyed 600 voters, what a ton, in California and Idaho on gender policy issues, asking how their opinions on gender identity is reflected in recent legislation in their states. Using a four-point margin of error, the poll determined that organized opposition to the increasingly strange demands of the gender identity movement are actually mainstream opinions held by the majority of voters. The policies being pushed by gender extremists cut against the majority of opinions of likely voters in both California and Idaho. They should stop trying to win this debate by falsely describing themselves and representing the popular will, said Natasha Chark, board chair of the Women's Liberation Front. According to poll results, while at least 15% of Idaho voters and 26% of California voters claim they had no opinion or in support of potentially harmful medical treatments for minors. Now, we've spoke out on this before. I don't think kids should be allowed to mess with their body with these surgeries and these gender transition injections until they're a legal adult. It is extremely Dangerous, just like that boy, that story we covered. I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Texas where the couple got divorced and he was fighting to stop the mother transitioning the boy into a girl and she was dressing this kid up and stuff. Go watch the ep. I don't know what episode it was, but we covered it. It was probably about 12 episodes ago because that really helps you. <laughs> but it was fairly recent and he lost the settlement and he has to pay. $5,000 a month to transition his son into a girl. All because the mother's been messing with his head ever since he was a little boy. Now, this is extremely dangerous. So, disagree with allowing minors to access procedures that can sterilize them for life through hormone treatment or surgery. And despite pushback from the left, support for Idaho's the Fairness in Women's Support Act came in around 60 6%. Wow. In total, 79% of Idaho voters think that boys and men should not be allowed to identify their way into female-only sporting competition. No kidding. They shouldn't. It is a huge problem in sports. Um, there's a couple of sports, especially when the kids are young, where you see these uh guy boys that used to be men with all this testosterone signing up for women's sports and crushing them. It's totally unfair. It's totally unfair. So other pending legislation attempting to blur the lines of sex and gender, such as AB 2218 in California, which would establish a taxpayer subsidized fund to pay for sex change surgeries and hormones that cause sterilization for minors and adults, was met with skepticism and dissent of many voters, where 63% said they disapproved. Of course, just like remember where Trump stopped them allowing the military for sex changes for taxpayers to pay for sex changes for people in the military. 
this is getting out of control. It's not our job to pay for your sex change. So Idaho's FB 509 law requiring vital stats and birth records to be kept based on physical sex garnered 58% support, suggesting that many disagreed with gender-based identification on official documents. No kidding. I'm so sick and tired now when you go to sign a fill out paperwork or anything like that. Male, female, other. There is no other. Stop it. You are blurring the lines. You are confusing our kids. And you are messing with kids have enough problems growing up. Now you're going to make them question whether they're really a boy or a girl. And you're going to make this popular. If a kid thinks on his own, by the time he's 18, hey, I feel a certain way. Something's not right. I feel like I'm a, I don't feel like I'm the sex I was born. Can we talk about this? Sit down and have a conversation at that time. But to instill these ideas in their head and put those ideas, to plant those ideas in a young kid's head because you want to be tre a trending mother or you think you want your kid to be a certain way because you had a boy or girl and you didn't really want that sex or you think he's acting a certain way to justify your uh, changing of it, his or her sex is extremely dangerous and it's sick and it shouldn't be allowed. It is crippling and it's frankly, I think it's criminal. So the most divided policy included on the poll was SB 132 in California, which would allow male prisoners to demand placement in a woman's facility. Right? Where does it stop? It's not going to. Just like the riots. Where does it stop? It doesn't stop until we push back. Stop being weak. Stop blurring the lines of normal society because there, then there can be no rules. This is what they want to do. They want the fog of war. They want to confuse you so that nothing really matters. It was met with the disapproval of at least 46% of voters and left at least 15% of voters unsure. So here's a quote. While we're disappointed that even 38% of California support the idea of putting male inmates in women's prisons, right? What is going to happen? Women are going to get raped. That's what's going to happen. They're going to get raped or killed. These polling results demonstrate that the majority of voters in these very different states largely support policies that are based on accurate recognition of biological sex. And it's funny, right? I, I think it was Charlie Kirk of uh, Turning Point USA who's, who uh, posted, oh, science matters to the Democrats when, when it comes to climate change and uh, COVID. But when it comes to the sex you were born, oh, throw it out the window, right? They use rules when they want to use rules. They make up rules and apply them to you and not them. That is how they operate. That is how they shut down conversation and get what they want. And why do they get what they want? Because weak, feckless Republicans allow it to happen. Grow a spine. So Jordan Davidson is a staff writer at the Federalist. She graduated. Okay. So that's enough of that. I mean, where do you stand on that? I think... Parents should not put any thoughts in kids' heads. And if they want to have that conversation when they're 18, fine. And then we can talk about what could be done. But first, before anything's done, they need to see a therapist, have open discussions. The parents should supervise that discussion and then come to a conclusion. And make sure, maybe wait a year or so and make sure, hey, is this really what you want to do? Because this is irreversible. And there's a lot of studies out there that even after 
they take these hormones and change your sex, they become even worse. They become resentful. They become violent and very extreme depression because now they're a mess and now they don't know what to do. Okay. So this is extremely serious. And all they want to do is blur the lines. They want to blur the lines of society so they can take over. Just like with the bill that they're trying to get pushed through in California, where the same sex, there's you can now have a 10-year gap with a minor. So a 14-year-old could date a 24-year-old male. A 14-year-old boy could date a 24-year-old male. Or a 14-year-old female could date a 24-year-old female. They just want to blur the lines and keep lowering the bar. Keep lowering the bar. It's disgusting. Stop it. They need to be an adult. You need to be an adult to join the military. You need to be an adult to get your license. You need to be an adult to buy liquor and smoke cigarettes. But you don't need to be an adult to have sex. You don't need to be an adult to change your sex. This is getting out of control. This is getting out of control. We've gone from, remember, Elvis was controversial not that long ago for shaking his hips on TV. That was a huge deal. Pinball was actually considered a form of gambling and banned in this country. And now they want to change the sex of our kids because the parents said so? Now they want to lower the age of consent so sickos can have sex with minors? How did we go from less than 100 years ago banning pinball and not shaking your hips or cursing. Remember when the doors cursed on, um, I think it was Light My Fire, when they cursed live on television? They weren't supposed to do that. And now, what's, what's being sold to our kids on Netflix and everywhere else? All they do is sell sex. And that's going to tie into our next article, not next article, but a later article, where it's, it's out of control. It gets to the point where you have to start pushing back because they're overreaching. They're overreaching. So how do you feel about that? Serious, serious issue. So let's get into this article by the Gateway Pundit. And we posted this story on our Facebook. If you don't follow us on Facebook, our Facebook is doing extremely well. A lot of our stuff gets shared and reshared. And considering we're only at about like 500 some followers, we get a lot of shares and reshares. So we post good content there. So this is an article we post on our Facebook. If you're... Listening, JSI podcast. Just search it, you'll find us. So here, breaking. Rochester Police Chief and entire police department command staff suddenly announced retirement following the riots in Rochester, New York. So the Rochester Police Chief and the entire department command staff suddenly announced they are retiring from the force on Tuesday. The announcement comes after several days of riots and violence in response to body cam footage showing a March incident, right? March incident involving Rochester police and a 41-year-old black man. So after days of protests against the Rochester Police Department in light of the death of Daniel Prude, its top officer and command staff announced Tuesday they are retiring. Now, this is the guy that they put. The police were called. It was cold outside. I believe his brother called the cops on him. This guy was high on drugs. He was saying he had COVID. He was spitting at the police officers. So they put a spit bag over the top of his head. So it kind of looks like a potato sack. 
so that he can't spit on the cops in case he did have COVID because he was threatening them, saying he had COVID and trying to spit on them. So they put a spit bag over his head. And just like George Floyd, he over he probably overdosed, complications with the bag on the head and all the drugs he was on, died. So now they're going back from March now. And as you saw in Rochester, you have protesters all over the place, going up to people at diners, crawling on people's roofs, banging on their windows. It's out of control. So the police, if they're not going to let them do their job, what do you what are they supposed to do? Of course, they're going to step down. Let them do their job, New York. Andrew Cuomo, who we'll get into later, is a joker. And between New York, California, Portland, enough is enough. So, Rochester Police Chief LaRon Singletary said in a statement that he was honored to serve the city in upstate New York for 20 years and commended his staff. However, he said the protests and criticism of his handling of the investigation into the March 23 incident are an attempt to destroy my, my character and my integrity, right? As a man of integrity, I will not sit idly by while outside entities attempt to destroy my character. He said in a statement, the members of the Rochester Police Department and the greater Rochester community know my reputation when I stand for it, right? It's really... Disgusting, because like I said, if I'm a cop, I don't, I don't, I'm not wearing a body cam unless you are going to release the whole thing because they release tidbits or they hold on to it and don't release it for months. And then meanwhile, you're ridiculed in the press. You're told you're killing um, black people and doing things wrong, shooting people in the back. Why should they get free range to assault this man's character, threaten his family, show up at his house? Why? So you can score points politically. It is sick and disgusting. And no one's going to want to be a cop. This is out of control. Even if they do their job perfectly, they get crucified. It's sick. It's disgusting. And it needs to be fixed. We need to invest in our police, not defund our police. So Mayor Lovely Warren informed the Rochester City Council that in addition to Singletary, the entire command staff announced its retirement today. She noted that none of the police brass were asked to resign. Deputy Chief Joseph Morbido was also among the, those retiring. He has served on the Rochester Police Department for 34 years. Wow. It has also been my honor to serve this community through these many years. A community I was born and raised in and deeply love. He wrote in a statement. It's, it's really a shame what's being allowed to go on because... Absolute power. That's what it is. This COVID thing, the riots, it's power and it's for votes. It's disgusting. That shows you how much they care about you. So violent Black Lives Matter militants took to the streets of Rochester, New York, Friday night, destroyed restaurants, sent diners running, and then roved into residential neighborhoods. The rioters climbed on people's homes in the middle of the night, right? Here's a picture of three people on somebody's roof. You don't think I keep saying to you. This is what, episode 41? We've been saying from the beginning. This isn't about George Floyd. This is a political hit through COVID on Donald Trump. And these political groups are funded. They are funded by BLM, the Democratic Party, that Minnesota group that Kamala Harris keeps promoting, saying donate to this group that is aiding and abetting these terrorist organizations. They are homegrown terrorists, the worst kind. Because they're your own people destroying you. It's not people from overseas. These are your own people destroying you. It is sick. 
it is sick that this is being allowed to happen. And if I'm a cop, I don't blame them. Hey, you're not going to let me do my job. I don't want to be here. Let me do my job or let me go. You're not going to make me look bad, buddy. I have dignity. I have dignity. I have honor. So they didn't sign up for this and I don't blame them. So hopefully this sends a message to the Joker Cuomo. But as you'll see in our next video, I doubt it's going to resonate for him. I doubt it's going to resonate because he hasn't learned this lesson yet. So let's lead into this butte. Another Gateway Pundit article. So lies. Andrew Cuomo says Trump caused the COVID-19 outbreak in New York. So when the COVID-19 pandemic hit the United States, President Trump immediately sprang into action and gave state governors what they said they needed. In New York, Andrew Cuomo asked for a tremendous amount of help and got every single thing he asked for, right? He got the military boat. He got the Jacob Javik Center. He got, remember he wanted like some absorbent amount of ventilators? He got ventilators. He got everything he needed. Donald Trump is the one who closed down flights from China, flights from Europe, way before anyone else wanted to. And he got killed for it. Biden called them racist, homophobic, xenophobic, whatever the, all the, the names are. Nancy Pelosi went to Chinatown in New York City and said, oh, everything's fine. Come out and eat here. Everything's la-di-da. Because I'm going to trust her judgment. But no, it's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault that New York had a problem. Of course it is. Because heaven forbid you take accountability for your actions. It's always somebody else's fault. So Trump built a field hospital. Yep, sent a hospital ship and more. Instead of using these resources, Cuomo sent COVID-19 patients into nursing homes. And that decision ended up killing thousands of people. Now Cuomo was trying to rewrite history by blaming Trump. And it's amazing how easily he lies. It's really not amazing. It's par for the course for these fools. Par for the course. It's Trump's fault, Trump's fault, Trump's fault. Everyone sees through it. It's to the point where even someone who doesn't pay attention to politics is like, these guys are full of it. They're just full of it. It's so pathetic at this point. It's pathetic. And they have no way out. It's like... If you ever dated someone that lies, it's to the point where they just keep lying because they're never going to fess up. They know they're done. They will not legally win the election. They will not. They are going to get blown out of the water. So let's play the video. This is from The Hill and was also posted on our Facebook page if you want to rewatch it. So here it is. Video from the Hill. This is about a minute long, so let's hit it. I've only seen two seconds of it, so let's watch this video. Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. That is a fact. It's a fact that he admitted and the CDC admitted and Fauci admitted the China virus, the China virus, the China virus. It was not the China virus. It was the European virus that came to New York. They missed it. Oh, you hear that? It's the white people. It's your fault. 
It's you Europeans, it's your fault. Even this virus is your fault. They missed it. The China virus went to Europe. It got on a plane, it went to Europe. They never even thought of the possibility. And then three million Europeans got on the plane and came to New York. And they brought the virus. January, they brought the virus. February, they brought the virus. March, they brought the virus. And in mid-March, the federal government does a travel ban from Europe. Mid-March, too little, too late, Mr. President, he caused the COVID outbreak in New York. Donald Trump and his incompetent CDC and his incompetent NIH and his incompetent Department of Homeland Security. Now, notice as he lists all those groups, who did he not talk about? Let's talk about who he blamed. CDC. Everybody else. And Europe. Think about who he didn't name. And why wouldn't he name those people? He didn't name who. Why? They're in bed with China. He didn't name that the vi- he didn't say that the virus came in chi- from China. He's blaming Europe. He's saying it came from China, then went to Europe, then came here. But notice he takes all the onus off of China. Why is that, Andrew? It sounds like you're a shill for China to me. Why not blame who and China along with all those others? Why are you intentionally leaving those two groups out? That is extremely interesting. Now, it would have been one thing if he said China and didn't say who, or if he said who and didn't say China, but he intentionally didn't say both of them. Why is that? Is Andrew Cuomo getting money from China? Is he taking orders from China? Is he being paid to say this from China? What type of connections does Andrew Cuomo have with China? Interesting. Now, it's funny because you said the president handed it well before. Now, all of a sudden, the president, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Well, that's funny. The places that had the problem were New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, and one other, maybe Michigan. All Democrat ran. Why didn't California have a huge problem? Why didn't Florida have a huge problem? They're all hot spots for people to travel. Texas. Why is it New York? And if you have all those places, the boat, the Javik Center, why wouldn't you send them there? Why would you send them back in the nursing home? See how he doesn't address that. It is all Trump's fault. Trump, who was slammed for shutting down things earlier than anyone else would have. Anyone else would have. No one said to shut it down. Everyone killed Trump for it. Now he wants the Monday quarterback and say Trump didn't do it fast enough. Interesting. Right. Anything Orange Man does is bad. And Andrew sounds like he's getting a little upset. Is it because Andrew, Is it because Trump keeps bringing up the word Fredo and you're and your, a lunatic brother? Are you getting upset, Andrew? That's really unfortunate for you. It's unfortunate. I feel sorry. Not really, but it sounded good, right? <laughs> so... That's enough of that, Joker. I'm sick of everyone's, everyone's Trump. Everything is Trump's fault. Just like the DNC. They didn't talk about what they're going to do. Everything. Oh, Trump this, Trump that. What are you going to do? 
Trump. What are you? What are you gonna? Trump. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. Racist. Racist. Trump. 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 That's all it is. So enough of that. Let's move on to this article that kind of ties into the first one, and this is actually interesting. And I try to spice it up once in a while. So let's get into this. So this is another article from the Federalist. So sex may be gone from cinemas for a while, and that might be a good thing. No kidding. As film crews take COVID precautions to ensure the safety of their actors, sex scenes may harken back to the era of old Hollywood and the art of suggestion, right? What are some of the best horror movies? It's not when you see uh, the killer. It's when he's mysterious, when you don't see what's coming. Because then you can imagine in your head the worst thing possible, just like Hitchcock films and stuff like that. What is the best thing about this? Usually it's the lead up and it's everything beforehand. And we've gone to a point in society where it's too much. It's too much. Kids are looking up what they think sex is on the internet and it's ruining a lot of kids at a young age and then they expect that when they have a girlfriend boyfriend whatever and it's not reality it's not reality and the problem the one of the biggest problem is they might see this stuff and there's no conversation it's not going to be talked about they're not going to talk about it with their parents because it's an uncomfortable conversation the problem always stems back all you can say all your problems in life 90 percent of them are from not having conversations when it comes to what our kids see on the internet not a conversation when it comes to violence not a conversation what it when it comes to uh criminal justice reform uh police brutality nobody talks about anything when it comes to politics there's no more conversation it's all you're right i'm wrong that's the end of it walk away stomp the fist break some loot riot burn murder that's it have a conversation Open dialogue is the key to success in life. So let's get into it. So as film and television sets begin to slowly reopen, the question looms of how to resume filming while protecting the safety of crews and actors. This goal seems borderline impossible when it comes to sex. Directors UK, who describe themselves as Professional Association of UK Screen Directors, released a comprehensive guide to safely filming sex scenes entitled Intimacy in the Time of COVID-19. Oh boy, I'm kind of scared to read this. This might be crazy. So let's get into it. The document expresses the means by which production teams can determine whether or not love scenes are necessary in a film. Right? Heaven forbid. Have you ever watched a film? I've done this a lot. And I'm like, why did they even include that? Why? It's, it was like so unnecessary. So unnecessary. All they do is make you comfortably numb to stuff. And they just do sick things for, it's be it sometimes for no reason at all. So does a physical act need to be shown? Good question. If working within a series format, can the intimacy be delayed? The buildup to an intimate scene can sometimes be more exciting than the scene itself. 100%. Emotional intimacy can be as engaging as physical intimacy. Correct. The problem is we don't operate on intellectual, on our intellect anymore. Everything is instant gratification. And that is a huge problem because that's not what life is. Just like when these kids and people want to be famous, people want to get to the top of the mountain. It's about the journey. 
people don't get famous overnight. You just find out about them overnight because it took them so long to get there. You don't see the suffering they did for so long. And then you tell them, oh, well, they need to pay more taxes because they're rich. Well, they earned it. They earned it. They grinded. They did the hard work for their uh, 10 years to get where they need to be. Half the people on YouTube or have a podcast. How long has Joe Rogan been doing a po his podcast? For what, like seven years? But before that, he was on Fear Factor. He's a UFC commentator. Do you see, did you ever watch his first uh, podcast? The quality is garbage. He worked his way up. Things don't happen overnight. You have to study and put in the work. You just don't see what happened beforehand. You just see the outcome and you say you want it. No, you want the outcome. You don't want to put the work in. And this is a huge problem in our society. And that's a lot of the, a lot of the stuff you see on the streets is, oh, give me, give me, give me. I deserve this. No, you need to work for it. You need to work. For it. You can't just get stuff. You can't just be given free stuff. Someone is painful. Someone is painful. So in recent years, there has been a move away from buildup. Characters often jump into bed at the outset of the courtship with development coming in the form of romance growing from the sexual relationship. The cinematic and television landscape has gotten so oversaturated with nudity and explicit sex that rather than shock or excite, they predominantly grown banal due to overexposure. 100%. It's just like YouTube. There's a lot of content, but a lot of it is garbage. You gotta dig just like the news. Just like finding real news. You have to dig through it. On screen, sex has actually become boring, 100%. Because it's not, it's not, it's something you've seen a thousand times now. Where graphic moments were once shocking and taboo, they become commonplace, losing any excitement whatsoever. Films and shows have been forced to go into darker and darker realms in order to elicit the same effect, right? It's just like a gambler. We talked about this before. Oh, $10 bet, $20 bet, $100 bet, $1,000. It keeps getting higher and higher. This is this goes back to our society. This is why you see a lot of the burning, the looting, the murdering in the streets, because it's got to the peak where they need to do this to feel something. It's a huge problem in our society. We're raising the bar. We're raising the bar and it's sick. Just like the other day, they had a TikTok had a scramble because that veteran killed himself on, on live on camera. It is getting we are getting comfortably numb and it's not a good thing. We're losing respect for life. There is no reset button. That is it. You get one shot. So BDSM is the subject of romantic comedies. Incest is the major part of one of the biggest shows in recent memory. Even wholly unrelated shows have thrown in graphic love scenes, which add nothing to the tone, character, or narrative development, right? This is what we just talked about. Or audience excitement, just because they can. The document allows for the provision that some could be necessary for the show or the film story as a Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of it. But you get the gist. A lot of times in life, less is more. Quality over quantity is going to win almost, almost every time. Not in all cases, but almost every time. Focus on quality in life. Because after a while, you're just numb to it and that's it. That is it. <laughs> The fix won't be enough anymore. It will escalate to a dangerous place. And unfortunately, that's where we've gotten. So here we go. Another Gateway Pundit article. And this is interesting. 
Oregon is burning. I'm on a mission to put out the flames. U.S. hero Alec Scarlatos, who fought off a terrorist on a French train, is running for Congress in Oregon. Thank God we need someone in Oregon that's not, you know what, crazy. So Alec Scarlatos is running for Congress in Portland's 4th Congressional District. Hillary Clinton defeated President Trump in Oregon's 4th Fourth district in 2016, 46 to 46. So Alec can win. He can win. So Alec is running against Representative Peter DeFazio, who has held the seat since January 1987, before Alec was even born. We need term limits. You may recognize Alec. In 2015, Alec, along with his friend Spencer Stone and Anthony Sandler, took down an armed Islamic terrorist during his attack on the train from Belgium to France. So, three U.S. heroes stopped an Islamist from shooting up a train with 550 passengers. Wow, so this guy's a hero. This guy's actually done something to earn your vote. So now Alec is running for Congress. He hopes he can save the Oregon's 4th District from far radical left. So he put out a... A video? Let's play the video. I have not seen this. Let's play it. This is three minutes long. We not we might not play the whole thing. We'll play it until it gets boring. So let's hit it. Hi, I'm Alec. I'm an Army veteran and an Oregonian. I'm not a politician. I actually hate politics. So why am I in a political ad? Because Oregon was burning and I had to do something. I'm running for Congress because Oregon needs a fighter, and I'm your guy. I grew up in Oregon, but I'm not old enough to remember when my opponent, Peter DeFazio, was elected, because he's been in office longer than I've been alive. That's exactly what's wrong with politics in this country. Yep. In 33 years, what has Peter DeFazio accomplished? Since DeFazio has been in office, I was born, graduated high school in Oregon, attended college in Oregon, joined the Oregon Army National Guard, deployed to Afghanistan, and stopped a terrorist attack on a train. Oregon deserves a winner in Congress, not a loser. And DeFazio does lose. He's lost jobs for our district, he loses industry in our district, and he's lost our middle class. That's why Oregon's fourth congressional district has the worst economy in the state. DeFazio is proud to be an original co-sponsor of the... All right, so that's enough of that. So apparently he's a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal. Shocker. Um, the ad is kind of hokey, but hey, his accomplishments, he deserves a shot. I would strongly suggest voting for this guy and he's got to be better than a Democrat. So shout out to Alec. I hope he wins in Oregon. And I think if he lost, if Hillary Clinton defeated Trump in the district only by 0.1%, I think he can win. And I like his message. Like I said, kind of hokey, but you can't argue with his credentials. So good for him. So we have two more articles left and really they're short. So let's hit it. All right. So we have an article from Breitbart and this really touches home because I'm a Cowboys fan. Been, been so since kindergarten. So here we go. Jerry Jones player protests are genuine or a genuine ask for help. It is possible that no one has done more of a turnaround on their anthem stance than Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. In 2017, Jones said that if any of his players protested, the Cowboys would not play. Fast forward nearly three years later, and now Jones says that anthem protests are an ass for hell. 
Headlines were made recently when it was learned that the Cowboy players had been given the green light to protest during the national anthem. News that prompted President Trump's second son, Eric Trump, to tweet that football is officially dead. And I tweeted back saying, at two America's team? I swear to God. If the Cowboys kneel when the flag is out, the game's going off. I won't watch football this year. Every single game they do that, I'm going to shut it off. It is out of control. America's team, really? That's the final nail in the coffin. That's the final nail. I'll only watch UFC. Because all the other franchises sold out. Don't do it. Don't do it, Jerry. Don't do it. So Jones explained his evolving views on the subject during a radio interview on 105.3, The Fan in Dallas. Here we go. I kind of don't want to read this. This is a huge issue. Huge. You know, just by the nature of the way that I run the team. How much I appreciate the interest that is in the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know there's interest just because they want to see us get beat. But still, the big interest is there. I'm very sensitive to that. That's exactly why I've said I want our players to be very sensitive to just how important it is to the majority of our fans. More than any other team, the majority of our fans, how sensitive they are to recognizing what great country this is and what the flag stands for okay everybody knows where i stand and there's no equivocation there at all i feel fortunate to be a part of the entity the dallas cowboys in a sport that has had so much interest where's the butt i know the bet's coming consequentially i want everyone to understand that if any player is standing out there has a serious, serious, serious awareness of the kind of sensitivity that is there. And if they ask for help with that in mind, in a way that you would ask for help, I don't know what any of this is. This is like jibber jab. I'm very confident that on both sides, our players as well as our fans can come together for great. This is all, he's not saying anything. It's all about trying hard to move the ball forward to see where the other guy is coming from. Not necessarily agree. But to see where he's coming from, I hope the Dallas Cowboys can be a part of just that because that's the interest of what we're talking about. Wow, that was um, a whole bunch of nothing. Jones added, I would expect the Cowboys to show great sensitivity and I hope fans will receive it. However, each individual presents it. It's a genuine ask for help because right now in our society, we've got some things we need to address and none of them will be helped by kneeling when the flag is out. Absolutely. You will make the matters worse. Cowboys defensive tackle. Dontari Poe has already said he plans to protest during the anthem. The Cowboys have never had a player protest during the anthem before. It appears this, that will change this year. It better not. It better not. I'll shut the game off. I will shut the game off and I will be really upset. Really upset. Don't do it. Don't do it. So let's get into this and then we are done for today. So Gateway Pundit. Gateway Pundit's been hidden out of the park. Shocker. President Trump overwhelmed as thousands of supporters chant, we love you at North Carolina rally. President Trump was momentarily overwhelmed by chants of we love you by thousands of supporters at a rally in Winston-Salem, North Carolina Tuesday night. So let's play it here. This is better than the arenas, I have to say. Especially when you have a crowd like this. But they're like this. They have such spirit in this country. People love our country so much. I went to Texas. I went to Ohio. I went to Florida. It's always, it's always like this. They love, they love our country. 
And we're not going to disappoint anybody. We're not disappointing them. For years, you had a president who apologized for America. He turned around, waving to the crowd, pointing to him like he always did. Thumbs up. So it's like he didn't know how to handle it, but that's great. I mean, they're just saying the truth. I mean, I'm, I'm sick. I've watched like 90% of Trump's rallies and he's done a ton of rallies. But I think that's how the majority of the country feels. Everybody is tired and wants this to end. Everyone respects him because he fights for us on a daily basis. Imagine what it would be without him there. The destruction that Obama did to this country is, is beyond words, really. When it comes to putting targets on the back of the police, ruining the economy, apologizing for America, getting the Nobel Peace Prize for nothing. Trump should get it after all the peace deals he's done. It's just, you know... He does, but unlike Obama, Trump doesn't need the pat on the back. He, the American people, have his back. He doesn't need any uh, pats on the back. So, thanks to Trump, thanks for uh, all the slings and arrows. I've said this before. His family endures for us. I mean, he didn't have to do it, but he said for years he's gonna have to. He, there's gonna be a time where he might have to run and do what's right, but not popular. And he's doing what, what's right, and guess what? It happens to be popular with the right people. So. The only people who don't agree with what he's doing truly hate America. Truly hate America. Because he's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. So I can't wait till he wins again. Another crazy boat parades all over the United States. But he's behind in the polls, right? Okay. Sure, tell me that. I got a bridge. I got a bridge to sell you down in New York. So uh, thanks for hanging out again, guys. We will see you Thursday morning. So, thanks for hanging out. Be safe, Patriots. Thanks for listening. Catch a new episode of Just Say It every Monday through Thursday. Available on YouTube and every major podcast platform. Got something to say? Meet other Patriots and join the conversation at jsipodcast.com.